0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. I'm a columnist for BleacherReport.com. Got a busy show today as we highlight and cover the Cowboys linebackers as we head into camp. Uh, camp is less than two weeks away, I believe 11 days before the Cowboys get back into pads. So we are going to finish up our preview this week. Tomorrow we're going to cover the cornerback's on Thursday, we'll talk about the safeties, and Friday, we will finish up with a special teams unit. But today, we're talking about linebackers. We've we've got a busy show. We're going to talk about uh, each player individually, and then at the end, we'll kind of wrap up the group and talk about where the Cowboys linebackers rate among the rest of the league. As we know with this team, their success on defense, not just the linebacker position, but on defense revolves around the one and only Sean Lee. Turns 31 years old in a couple days. Has been fantastic the last few seasons. Uh, has missed just three games over the past two seasons. Two of them were due to rest in Week 17. Uh, knock on wood, but this is a guy that has had problems staying healthy throughout his career. It seems like in his you know late late 20s and early 30s, he's figured that out a little bit better. Uh, He missed 2014 due to a torn ACL. There's not too much you can do about that. But 2015, 2016, we've seen a healthier player. And because he's been healthier, we've seen up better Sean Lee. He's made the Pro Bowl in each of the past two seasons. 2016, he was an All-Pro. First-team All-Pro selection. I mean, just an incredible player when he's on the field. Can play Mike, can play Will. Right now, he's playing the Will to try to keep his body a little healthier throughout the season. Um, one of the smartest linebackers we've ever seen in this league. He doesn't have the physical gifts of a Luke Luke Kuechly or Levante David, but he makes up for it with instincts, with his intelligence. Just an incredible player. A couple of people on Twitter asked me, can he improve on his game this late in his career? The answer is absolutely he can. Uh, Last year, he had no interceptions and forced just one fumble. I think that's going to change in 2017. If the Cowboys can generate a little bit more pass rush in the front, I think you'll see Lee have two, three, four interceptions this season. I think it was a kind of a fluke that he didn't record one last year. Uh, I expect that total to rise in 2017. Uh, Like I mentioned before, he doesn't have those same physical tools as Ryan Shazier you know, Bobby Wagner, those type of players. But he is absolutely on the same level as Keekley Wagner, whatever other linebacker in the league. This is literally one of the best defensive players, not just linebackers, defensive players this league has. And he is the key to the Cowboys defense. I remember, and this is a game that will always stick in my mind about how important Sean Lee is. There was a game back in 2013. The Cowboys were playing the Saints. And the Saints had one of the best offenses in the league that year, like they always do. And uh, through the first 20 minutes of the game, I think it was actually like 19 minutes of the game, the Cowboys held the Saints to three points on defense. Uh, Sean Lee then gets hurt. I believe he hurt his hamstring uh, in that second quarter. And the Cowboys give up, I believe it was 45 points in a row it might have been yeah I think it was 40 45 points in a row they gave up 40 first downs in that game their defense was just a train wreck they could not stop anybody from that point on without Sean Lee on the field when he is on the field and playing linebacker for the Cowboys this is a totally different defense you look individually at some of these players on defense there's no way that this should have been a top five unit last year. It just shouldn't have been. Um, we know the offensive line has some to do with that. But the biggest reason is Sean Lee. When you watch a game, he's making almost every single tackle. I mean, he is incredible in the way that he can diagnose Uh, Certain run plays, he can call out the the different personnel packages. He knows exactly what the offense is going to do on every single play. Last week on Bleacher Report, uh, I wrote that Sean Lee is the second most important player on this team. Other than Prescott, they cannot afford to lose Sean Lee for any amount of time. I feel with Lee, kind of the way I felt with Romo the past couple seasons, is anytime he's not in the game... They don't have a chance. That's how important John Lee is to the Cowboys. Let's move on to a different player. Let's talk about Jalen Smith, the player everybody wants to know about. Let's start with his injury news, his injury status. The latest news that we have on Jalen is that he can lift his toes at least a little bit. And he's able to lift his foot some. He doesn't have full strength of that foot and of the nerves yet, at least not as far as we know. And he's still using the AFO brace in practice. And it seems very likely that he's going to be doing that this season if he gets on the field. He's going to need that brace to help lift his foot. Now, if you don't know, this AFO brace, is it, it's a very tiny... Brace. It's very thin. It just helps a player lift their foot up off the ground. Okay. It's not a big clunky brace. Um, it, I think it's going to take away a little bit of his athleticism, but maybe not as much as you would think with a brace that's on your ankle. Um, we don't really know how healthy he is. Jalen says he's hundred percent. Byron Jones says he's a hundred percent, but. I don't believe that's true just because Jalen's a very optimistic person and we know he still has to use the brace so we can, you know, kind of figure that he's still not where he was back at Notre Dame. But it does sound like he's getting closer and coming from someone who was very pessimistic about Jalen Smith in terms of getting back on the field. It does seem likely that we will see him at some point this year. How well he will play, we have no idea. How healthy he is, again, we really don't have any idea. But it does sound like we will at least see him in some fashion this year. If it were up to me, and if I was a the GM of the Cowboys, or I was you know someone in charge, I would be awfully tempted to hold Jalen Smith back until he didn't have to use the brace anymore. Until I knew he was 100%. Why would I be tempted to hold him back? He just turned 22 years old. This is not a player you need to rush. Even if he missed the first eight games of the season, I would rather have him healthy for the rest of his career than rushing him and then potentially damaging him down the road. Even if he missed the whole season, he would be just 23 coming back next year with you would presume hundred percent health. If he's truly progressing every day, I would like to see him be a hundred percent before he gets back on the field. They probably won't do that because they need Jalen Smith to come and play well. But that's what I would do. I would make sure that he's a hundred percent before he ever, ever puts on the pads. I don't believe that the Cowboys are going to force him onto the field early though. I don't believe just because he practices that he's going to be the starter in week one against the Giants. In fact, I think that's extremely unlikely that he starts against the Giants. I think what's more likely is that Hitchens, Anthony Hitchens starts in the middle. Sean Lee starts at the will and Jalen is active and maybe they try to get him, you know, five, six, seven snaps a game. Until he kind of builds up confidence in his foot and his knee, and maybe they go on from that, you know, that point. Maybe they try to instead to have him start by the end of the season instead of putting a lot on his plate. We will know this two weeks from now when the Cowboys are at camp. We'll have a much better idea of where Jalen Smith is. The idea is that he will probably see him in pads. We'll probably see him make a tackle, take a hit we'll have a better idea of how that ankle is holding up. If he's not on the field and he is not participating or he's taking a day off in between, or he's not participating, participating in the contact drills, then I think we can kind of be concerned or, you know, then we'll know that he's not a hundred percent, but if he's ready to go from day one to camp, Cowboys might've stole one here. Jalen is going to be one of these things where we're going to have to keep an eye on throughout training camp. We won't know until the lights come on and the games actually start. Speaking of Anthony Hitchens, let's go ahead and cover him next because I'm one of the bigger fans of Anthony Hitchens. Uh, and actually, my my opinion on game day sometimes doesn't always bear out that way, but let's, let's talk about Hitchens for a second. What is he? Well, he's a 25-year-old that's going into his fourth season fourth season in the NFL, excuse me, Hasn't missed a game in his first three seasons. Has started 36 games. Right there, we can kind of, you know what kind of player this is. This is a guy that's going to play through injury. He's going to play multiple different positions, and he's going to stay on the field. Availability is the best ability. If you can stay on the field, that's a big plus for me in terms of how much I value a player. 2016, we saw a much improved Anthony Hitchens. I know the first two years in his NFL career were kind of rocky, but I saw a much improved Hitchens, especially in coverage. This is a guy that you can play on nickel situations and feel comfortable with. He graded out as a 47th linebacker according to Pro Football Focus, so you know he's about an average number two linebacker, which is okay. Coverage the most important thing for a linebacker now actually became a strength of his throughout the year. I saw him being able to carry tight ends upfield. Uh, he's not great in man to man coverage, but he understands zone concepts. He understands how to win uh, against running backs and tight ends. He's never going to be, you know, these elite cover guys. I'm trying to think of an example. Dante Hightower is a really good guy in coverage, but he's never going to be one of those linebackers. He's just going to be really solid. My guess is that the Cowboys will start Hitchens at middle linebacker and then work in Jalen, maybe in nickel situations, maybe on first and down, first and second down situations, but just to get Jalen on the field. What I love about Hitchens is that he is a reliable player that you know is going to be there. You know he's going to be a solid tackler. He can take some awkward angles at times. Uh, Sometimes he doesn't stay on his feet enough that he gets engulfed by guards, but he's an average linebacker, and there's nothing wrong with being average. Right now, the Cowboys are lacking depth at linebacker, in my opinion, so having a guy like Hitchens who is average, he's competent, he can stay on the field, and he can play multiple positions is a nice asset to have. To me, I think Hitchens is the perfect backup linebacker. And I think ultimately that's the role the Cowboys want him to be. They want him to be the fourth, well, really the third linebacker off, or a third linebacker on the depth chart as your Sam doesn't play much. But you want him to be the guy that's active on game days, that can come in, play all three positions, all three linebacker positions, and play him at a you know starter level. He's a tackling machine, plays all three downs. I love the flexibility he provides. He's going to be a free agent after this year. I would be interested in trying to get it, trying to get him back on another cheap deal. Uh, I wouldn't overpay Hitchens because I don't think he's anything more than just a competent linebacker. But that's a nice guy to have on your team. I'll be interested to see uh, if Dallas tries to re-sign him after the year, and we'll get a much better idea of how much they need him with, you know, Jalen Smith. That's a another part of this. If Jalen Smith is healthy and looks ready to go. Hitchens probably is going to want to go somewhere else where he can start. But this is a nice player to have. A nice insurance policy to have with Jalen Smith. The other linebacker that we need to talk about, who I actually had some high expectations for going into the season, is Damian Wilson. Two parts of this Damian Wilson equation. There's the the off-the-field stuff and on-the-field stuff. Let's talk about the the off-the-field first. Um, July 4th. Arrested for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Cowboys haven't issued a statement yet on it. They said they are aware of the incident. They are gathering facts. haven't said one way or the other what's going to happen with Wilson. Have not released him. Have not backed him. Just kind of in the process of feeling this out. I liked Wilson as a player. Uh, I thought he was a more than capable Sam linebacker who had the ability to play Will. Uh, He just turned 24 years old, so he's a fairly young player. He was going into his third season. I thought this was the year that he could take the next step and maybe challenge Anthony Hitchens for snaps inside as a middle linebacker. I don't think that's going to happen. I think one way or another, Wilson is not going to be on this team when the season begins. That hurts their depth. Take out Jalen Smith for a second, and let's look at the Cowboys' depth now. Sean Lee, Anthony Hitchens, and then a bunch of nothing. Now, there's some other players we're going to talk about in a second, but nobody that's proven to be anything more than a, I don't know, a jag, you know, just a guy. He hurts, it hurts their depth. We'll see what happens with Damian Wilson. I'm not optimistic that he's going to be cleared because we just have no idea. Uh, I'm just going into this the training camp assuming he is not going to be on the roster. Two other linebackers I want to touch on here, real quick: Kyle Wilber, uh, former starter at the Sam linebacker, nice special teams player. I feel okay in vs to start the season at Sam. He's got experience. He's 28 years old. Uh, He's somewhat athletic. He just doesn't have the movement skills of a uh, Wilson. He's got some length. He's got some pass rushing ability. Just kind of think he's a a solid role player. The other one I want to talk about real quick, Mark Nazacha. I just turned 27. Another highly athletic linebacker who just hasn't been able to stay on the field. Recently underwent a knee scope. But the expectation is that he'll be ready in camp. This is a guy that I have a lot of hopes in because I think he can eventually be a starting caliber Sam Will linebacker. He just needs to stay on the field and prove that he's healthy and that he's got ability. We really haven't seen him be healthy for more than a few games at a time. Wilbur Nazaja probably competing for that Sam spot as the team opens up camp. Three other linebackers to keep an eye on in camp, Lucas Waka, Keenan Gilchrist, John Lutelele. Of those three, I think John Lutalele has the best chance of making this roster. Uh, he's got the most versatility in that he can play all three positions. Oh, the couple guys that I talked to that were at OTA said that he was making a bunch of plays and that he's the best bet to make the roster of those three. All of those players could benefit from a suspension or a release of Wilson. Keep those guys on your radar. I expect that you'll see a lot of them in their first preseason game in the Hall of Fame game. Let me say those names again: Lucas Waka, Keenan Gilchrist, John Lutelele. Three players that I'm interested in seeing uh, all young players that you know maybe can find a spot on this roster. There's certainly room for linebackers to make this team. Overall, it's not a bad linebacking core. I would say it's slightly above average because. When Sean Lee is on the field, he can elevate the play of the rest play of the rest of the players around him. Without him, there's not much on this team. Like I said, I like Hidgins, but he's really a, a destined to be a backup linebacker. A lot of it relies on what Jalen Smith can be down the road. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it is. But as of right now, this is a linebacker core that probably ranks among you know, top 12, you know, 12 to 15, right in that area. Not spectacular. I think it's a unit that they could add a little bit more depth to next year. I wouldn't be opposed to them using a higher pick to get maybe a bigger middle linebacker. This team last year really suffered from not having Rolando McLean inside. I know that's I know McClain has a lot of people out there that don't think he's as good as what he is, but this is a totally different team when Orlando McClain is in the lineup. You'll never see McLean back here in Dallas, but uh, that's the type of middle linebacker they're looking for. We'll see if Jalen Smith can be it. Uh, Overall, it's optimistic about the group, but it's not a special unit. That's it for today's preview. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, or wherever you can subscribe to podcast. Make sure you join us tomorrow as we discuss the cornerbacks. Ooh, it's going to be a big show tomorrow. Talking about the veterans, Nolan Carroll, Orlando Skandrick. What to expect from Anthony Brown? Can he make us forget about Jalen Ramsey? Jadobia Awuzie, Jordan Lewis, how do the rookies fit in? Are there any sleeper cornerbacks to watch? We'll talk about all that tomorrow on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for listening. list.